just like it's good to have other uh, habits physically in our life, it's good to have spiritual habits in our life. And if you will build some spiritual habits in your life, you'll find that your happiness will grow exponentially. Make it a habit that you're going to follow other believers because happiness is a choice. Buenos días, Orchard Church. ¿Cómo están? How are you today? Good. Awesome. Number your Bibles in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We are almost finishing this series called Pursuit of What? Happiness. Are you here this morning? Yeah? Pursuit of what? Happiness. Okay, so today we're going to look from verse 1 to 14. So, and let me tell you something. Nothing makes me more happy than preach the Word of God. And, and, and really, it's a big privilege for me to, to, to be here sharing the Word of God with you guys. And I don't know if you know, but every time that Pastor Doc lets me preach, I have to teach you a word in Spanish. Right? You want to hear the new word in Spanish? And, and I think that it's very important for you guys to learn Spanish. Let me tell you what. Why? Because we have here in the States, we have 37 million of people that speak Spanish. And I really believe that 36 million of them are in Commerce City and Brighton. Right? <laughs> so you, you have to, to learn Spanish. You should learn Spanish. Uh, talking about Spanish, I, I want to share with you guys that uh, the last two months, we, we are running right now in our Spanish service, and I think we have a picture right here. We are running right now between 75 to 80 people every week. So praise the Lord for that. Please keep praying. Keep praying for this ministry because we want to reach all the community here in, in, in Colorado. So please keep, keep praying for that. So today... Today, I'm not going to teach you a new word. Today, I'm going to teach you a letter. A letter that you don't have in English. All right? Are you ready? Eñe. Eñe. All right? This is like the letter N, but it has a little tilde in the top. Now, it's very important that you put this little tilde in the top. If you don't put that little tilde when you have to, you can change all the context of, of what you are saying. Let me give you an example, all right? I have two words right here. One is panal. Everybody says panal. And the other one is pañal. This is honeycomb and this is diaper, right? <laughs> If you don't put that little tilde, you can change everything. Maybe you want to say honeycomb, and if you don't put the, the little tilde, you're going to say pañal. You're going to say diaper. So, it was this preacher in Mexico. He was an American missionary. And he was preaching with all his passion. He was preaching in Spanish. All right? He was preaching about Samson. Do you remember the story of Samson when he killed a lion and then he, and then he came back and he found the, the, the dead lion and he found a honeycomb in, in the lion? Do you remember that? So this preacher was preaching about Samson. And he was, very, he was preaching with all his passion, like, like Pastor Doug, you know? And, and he was, so that man 
took the pañal, he said diaper. He went to say panada, he said diaper. So that man took the pañal, and the pañal was leaking. <laughs> and that man was eating from the pañal. And he got great strength from the pañal. So, guys, please be careful. Be careful because you can change all the context of you are saying. So today, today we are going to talk about happiness in stress. And you know, most of the preachers, we, we like to, to start our sermons with a, with a joke like that because we want to break the tension. Why? Because right now we are living in a very stressful world. It, 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 it's very hard to find happiness in stress. But you know what? I really believe that nothing is impossible for God. Because for God and with God, everything is possible. Amen? So let, let's, let's go read Philippians chapter 4. Let's, let's start in verse 1. And it says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends. For you are my what? You are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. Now, I appeal to Eudia and Syntyche. Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your what? Your disagreement. It was a situation right here between these two women. And we don't know what was happening there. Paul, Paul is not saying anything about the problem. Maybe they were wearing the same outfit the same Sunday. I don't know what was happening here between these two women. But it was a situation with the stress. It was a situation causing stress. So let me ask you something. How many of you have ever experienced stress in your life? Maybe last month, yeah? Maybe last week? Maybe this morning? Yeah? Maybe you almost killed your kids when you were in your way to, from home to the church, right? I always, I, I, I'm always driving like that. All the time, all the time. That's why on Sundays I don't drive with my family. I, I came early. So let, let, let's keep reading. Settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women. For they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are written in the book of life. Always be full of what? Joy, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Let's go to verse 7. Then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Then you will experience God's peace. And you know what? I am a very stressful guy, really. And I need this for my life. I, I don't know you, but I want this in my life. I want God's peace in my life. I, I want God to guard my heart and mind. Then you will experience God's peace. This is the happiness hashtag for this week. And it says, the peace of God 
is greater than the stress of life. The peace of God is greater than the stress of life. And you know what? We were singing that right this morning. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than any other. The peace of God is greater than the stress of life. No matter what is happening in your life, in your world, in your life, in this world, the peace of God is greater than the stress of life. But notice that verse 7 says, then, then you will experience. In other versions of the Bible, it says, if you do these things, if you do these things, you will experience God's peace. And maybe the question is, okay, what do I need to do in order to have God's peace in my life? Okay, thank you for asking. Because today, we're going to have, we're going to see five strategies. Five strategies to keep our stress level down. Are you interested in that? Five strategies to keep the stress level down. And the first one is this one. Also, uh, let's go to, I'm, I'm speaking in Spanish now. <laughs> let's go to verse six. How many of you understand Spanish? So you please help me. When I start speaking Spanish, just do something like that. Like that. Okay, verse 6 says, don't what? Don't worry about anything. And that's the first strategy. Don't worry about anything. And you know what? This is hard to do. This is something hard to do because most of the time we always worry about something, right? Sometimes we worry about our bills. Sometimes we worry about our health. Sometimes we are worried about our family. Sometimes we are worried about our jobs. Sometimes we worry about our kids. Sometimes we worry because our kids doesn't want to need. Sometimes we worry because our kids eat too much. So we are always worrying. And you know what? The problem is this. When we worry, we are telling God, God, you cannot handle this. I don't think you are good enough to resolve my problems. I don't think you have enough power to change everything in my life. I don't have, you have enough power, power to change my marriage. You know what? We need to start trusting God. We need to start trusting God. In fact, let me tell you something. This was the first very sermon of Jesus Christ. Let, let's check uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. It says, that's why, this is Jesus Christ. This is her, his first sermon. That's why I tell you not to what? Worry. Not to worry about everyday life don't worry and this is something that we can learn we we have to practice this every day we need to wake up every day and say god i will trust you today i won't worry about anything why because worry won't make any difference worry won't change the past worry won't change the future and the only thing worry change is you you will be more miserable. And we need to start trusting God. Jesus continues to say this. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And what is the answer? The answer is no. Remember, happiness is a choice. And worry is a choice too. Which one are you going to choose this morning? You want to keep worrying for everything? Or you want to choose happiness? 
you want to stop worrying this morning. I love this passage, First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. How many worries do I have to give to God? All. All. Give all your worries and cares to God. I love this passage because he cares about me. What is your worry today? What is your worry today? Finances? Marriage? Maybe you, you are having trouble with your marriage. Maybe you are having trouble with your kids. What is your worry today? And God is telling you today, give me all your worries now. And maybe you are asking, okay, I want to give all my worries to God, but how? How? Okay, this is our second strategy. Second strategy to keep our stress level down is, let's go back to verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what? Pray. Pray about everything. Give all your worries to God. Pray about everything. Stop talking to yourself and start talking to God. Stop talking to yourself and start talking to God. If we just pray as much as we worry, our lives would be very different. We need to start talking with God about everything. Like our kids. When our kids want something, they just ask, right? They are not worried about anything. My oldest son, Ashton, when he wants something, he's not worried about, he, he never come, comes to me and, and tell me, hey, dad, uh, How's your budget? <laughs> no, he's seven years old. He does, he, he's not worried about that. He's not like, hey, dad, how's your budget? Do, do you think we can afford a bike for this Christmas? I really want a bike. How's your budget? No, he's not worried about that. He just asks. He just come to me and said, God, I mean, I said, he, he doesn't call me God, all right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He, he just come to me and said, dad, I want a bike. You say that. He's not worried about anything. And we need to be like that. Martin Luther said, said like this, pray and let God worry. We just need to pray. We just need to pray. James chapter 4 verse 2 says, says this, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And, and you know what? Maybe you are saying something like, you don't know my situation. I, 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 am, I am having a very hard situation right now. You don't know my situation. It's very difficult for me to, to give all my worries to God because you don't know my situation. But you know what? Sometimes God takes us so, to, to some situations where we cannot do anything. And the only thing we can do is pray. The only thing we can do is pray. And many of you know my testimony about Guatemala. When we went to Guatemala with my wife, and we were in a mission trip, and we were kidnapped there in Guatemala, and we were there laid down in the, in the middle of nowhere. We were tied. And these guys were telling us all the times with a gun in their hands, we're going to kill you. We're going to kill you. And we could not do anything about this. I, I, I was feeling terrible because I could not do anything about my wife. 
I could not do anything. And the only thing we could do was pray. And you know what? That's enough. That's enough. Because God answered our prayers. And I, I remember I just prayed, God, if you want, only if you want, God, just save us. And here we are, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because His grace. Because, because he, he, he loves us. And the only thing that you can do is pray. And that's enough. We need to start praying about everything. Bring all your worries to God. And you know what? You can start tonight. Because tonight we have our night of worship and what? Prayer. You can start tonight. Bring all your worries together and give it to God tonight. Because he cares about you. Amen? Number three. The third strategy to keep our stress level down is this one. Thank God in everything. Thank God in everything. Let's go back to verse 6. And it says, Tell God what you need. And what? Thank Him for all He has done. We need to pray God. Yes. We need to ask Him for everything we need. Yes. But remember this. We need to ask with a thankful heart. Always. With a thankful heart, because we ask God for, before we ask God for anything, let's remember all the things that He has done for us. Sometimes, when we start thanking God for everything, we realize that we don't need anything, right? Because He has done a lot of things for us. When we need to thank God for everything, remember, ungrateful people are unhappy people. Ungrateful people are unhappy people. And they are always complaining about everything. We need to be grateful people. Remember, I always can find something to be thankful for. I can always find something to be thankful for. Close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes. Now, give me your wallet. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes. Now, think in something that you are thankful for. You got it? Now, thank God for it. Just say, God, thank you for this. I praise you for this. Now, open your eyes. That was easy, right? That was easy. That's all we have to do. Thank God for everything he has done. And the first thing that I can think right now, I want to thank God for my wife. I want to thank God for the, the wife he gave me. And many of you know my background. I, I, I have a horrible background, a very black background with drugs and everything. And you know what? I never expect that God will give me a wife that I have right now. I just say, thank you, God. Thank you for my wife. Because she is always there for me. She works side by side with me in the ministry. She's always there working like a crazy on Saturdays nights in, in, in the Spanish service. And then she comes on Sundays and she's working every Sunday in, in the children's ministry. And then during the week she, she babysits kids to, to have a little bit more money and help with expenses in the house. God, thank you. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. But you know what? Don't just thank God. 
thank the people too. This afternoon, go to your house and thank your wife for all she is doing. Thank your husband for, for all he is doing. Thank your kids, students. Thank your parents. Thank your parents for all they are doing for you. We need to be thankful people. We need to be grateful people. Remember, this letter, Philippians, is a very, is a big thank you note from Paul. Paul is, is saying to the Philippians, thank you. Thank you guys for all you are doing. By the way, next week, Pastor Doug will finish this series. And he has a very good message for you guys. He, he has a, a very heartfelt message for you. And the only thing he, he, he wants to do is say thank you guys. Thank you for, for, for everything you are doing. Thank you because you are making the difference. Thank you for your generosity. Because you are making the difference, not just in this community. You are making the difference around the world. So thank you guys. So don't miss next week. Next week is going to be awesome with Pastor Doug. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says this. Be what? Thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. Sometimes people ask me, hey, what do you think is the, is the will of God for my life? Here it is. You can start doing this. You can start thanking God in all circumstances. Because this is the will of God. Number four, if I want to keep the stress level down of my life, I need to think about every good thing. I need to think about every good thing. Verse 7, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, then, then you will experience God's peace. Then, when you don't worry about anything, when you start praying about everything, when you thank God in everything, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Paul is saying, if you didn't get anything that I said, just get this. One final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me, everything you hear from me and saw me doing. Then the God of what? Peace. Then the God of peace will be with you. If I, if I want the peace of God, I need to think about good things. I need to control what I let into my mind. When you see or hear something, you keep thinking of that for several hours, right? Let me give you an example. And I'm going to make a big confession right here. All right? Don't hate me, guys. Show love. Remember, you are Christian. <laughs> I love to watch The Walking Dead show. <laughs> right? I just love it. And every time that I watch The Walking Dead show, I spend at least... Two or three hours in my bed thinking, what will be the best weapon to kill a zombie? <laughs> and I keep thinking, and I keep thinking, and, and then I go to my kitchen, okay, what, we, what, what do I have here? What will be the best weapon to kill, to kill a zombie? A knife, a 
a sword, a gun, a machete, a pencil, I don't know. And I keep thinking of that, why? Because I was filling my mind with that stuff. So I, I'm not saying that watch that kind of stuff is bad. My point, my, my point is this one, this is my point. How much am I filling my mind with good stuff? How much am I filling my mind with good stuff? When we are in stress, we fix our thoughts in what is negative. And Paul is saying, fix your thoughts on what is true, on what is good, on what is right, on what is pure, beautiful, excellent. And you know what? There is only one thing that we have like that. And it's not Christian music. I love Christian music. I was leading the worship for several years in Mexico. And I love Christian music. But you know what? That's not enough. That's not perfect. There's no perfect Christian movies. Those are good. I love Christian movies, but those are not perfect. And the, the only thing that we have that is perfect is the Word of God. Here, in this book, yeah, you can praise that for that. Praise God for that. And, and you know what? Here, in this book, we have His words. We have His thoughts. And His words are true are good, are right, are pure, are beautiful, are excellent. So the question is, how much are you filling your thoughts? How much are you filling your mind with this stuff? How much are you filling your thoughts with His words? And this is why every week, every Sunday, we are telling you, you need to spend time with Jesus Christ, reading his word, spending time in prayer with him. Why? Because we need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to have a relationship. It's not enough to come here on Sundays and just hear a guy speaking from here. That's not the relationship that God wants. God wants that you go home and every day, have a relationship with him, hearing his words, filling your mind with his beautiful words. Amen? Amen. I love this verse, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, you will keep in perfect what? Peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Do you want peace in your life? Do you want God's peace in your life? How much are we filling our minds with his words? I want God's peace in my life, and, and I want to start filling my mind with his thoughts. Number five, final strategy to keep the stress level down of my life. Number five is be content in everything. Be content in everything. Let's go to verse 10. And it says, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know that you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. This church, the Philippians, they were supported Apostle Paul in his ministry. Not that I was ever in need, for I had what? Learned. I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have what? Learned. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, 
with plenty or little. And I think it's so obvious what is the key word here, right? What is the key word? Learn. I have learned. This is something that we can learn, to be content with everything. But what is content? Let, let, let me give you a definition of content. Content is enjoying what I have right now, rather than waiting on something else to make me happy. Let me say it again. Enjoying what, what I have right now, rather than waiting on something else to make me happy. Content people are happy people. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, he gave this advice to the winner of the lottery, to the winner of the $1.6 billion. Of dollars. He, he gave this advice, and he said, if you were not happy yesterday, you won't be happy tomorrow. It's money. It's not happiness. You have to be content. And you know what? This is something that we can learn. And if this is something that we can learn, how do I learn contentment? Okay, thank you for asking. The first one is stop comparing. Stop comparing. Stop watching other people's lives. Stop comparing your kids. Stop comparing your husband. Stop comparing your house. Stop comparing your car, even your ministry. Stop comparing. Stop watching other people's lives and let's fix our eyes on Jesus. That's the only person that we need to, to be comparing with. Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30 says this, A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a what? Cancer. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. We need to stop comparing. And we have a big problem right now. And that problem is Facebook. Right? I'm not telling you that Facebook is bad or is from the devil. No, 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 I'm not telling that. But it's a big problem. Why? Because we spend a lot of time watching other people's lives. And we always are watching the picture and saying something like, oh, look at his car. Oh, look at his house. Oh, look at their kids. They look beautiful always. Oh, they, they, they look that, look that. We need to stop doing that. Remember, in Facebook, we always show the good stuff, right? We always show the highlight reel in, in Facebook. And, and I have a problem with that. You know why? Because when I see other people's selfies, I say, why? They look so good. They look, they look so good in their self, the selfies, and I just look like that. Why? Why? <laughs> oh, now everybody's taking pictures, right? Okay, yeah, I know, I know. And I always, why, why, they, they, they are always looking good, and I look just like, okay, we can take that off. <laughs> I'm going to punish my audience. So stop comparing. You want to be content? Stop comparing. And the second thing to, have, to learn contentment is this one. Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Stop thinking that having more will make you happier, more important, more secure. Remember this, as a Christians, we are not defined for what we have. As a Christians, we are defined for who we are. And we are children of God. We are children of the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And you know what? That's enough for me. 
I am children of God. I am children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and I, and I can be content with that. Amen? Amen? So, we just saw five strategies. Five strategies to keep the stress level down. And, and you know what? This is hard to, to put into practice. This is so hard to put into practice. And maybe you are saying something like, I cannot do this. This is too hard to put into practice. I cannot stop worrying. I struggle, I struggle being content. I struggle being thankful. Well, that's why Paul finished this passage with verse 13. And let's go to verse 13. And it says, for I can do what? Everything. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. Let's, let's read it again. Verse 13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Usually we, we use this verse for sports or something like that. But it's very interesting that Paul is, saying, is using this verse to talk about worry. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God about everything. Because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Maybe I can't. But you know what? He can. I can do everything through Him because He gives me strength. Happiness is a choice. Stress is a choice too. And today, I choose to have the peace of God in my life because the peace of God is greater than the stress of life. God, thank you. Thank you, God, for, for this time. Thank you for, for your words. Thank you because now we know that in the middle of this stressful, stressful world, we can have peace. And we want that, God. We want to experience your peace. This morning, maybe you have some worries in your life. Something that is stealing the peace of God from you. And God is telling you this morning, give me all your worries. Give me all your worries and start trusting me. I will give you peace. Don't worry about anything. You can do all things through me. If you want to make a decision this morning, if you want to, to, to start putting into practice these five strategies, to have God's peace in your life. Just raise your hand. I, I would like to pray for you. Somebody? Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Let me pray for you. God, I want to pray for these people who are going through these hard times, that you would give them love, grace, and peace. Please help us to trust in you every day because we know that, we can, that, that you can give us peace. And we know that we can do everything through you because you give us strength. If you are here for the very first time, or you have not received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, before you can have the peace of God in your life, you need to make peace with God. The Bible says that we have all sinned and we are all separated from God. Without Jesus Christ, we are all dead in our own sins. And we have to pay for those sins. But God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us and pay for our sins. 
He rose again on the third day and He wants to reign in your life today and give you eternal life. If you want to make peace with God this morning, you can pray with your own words something like this. Jesus, I know I am a sinner. And I know that my sin separates me from you. But I believe God with all my heart that you came to this earth. You died for my sins and you rose again on the third day. And on this morning, God, I want you to come to my life and give me eternal life. I want to make peace with you. I accept Jesus Christ as my, as my one and only Lord and Savior. With eyes closed and heads bowed, I would like to know if someone prayed this prayer for the very first time. I just want to pray for you. If someone prayed this prayer for the very first time, just raise your hand. I, I want to pray for you. Raise your hand. Somebody pray. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thanks. Let, let me pray for you. Uh, God, thank you for these people who have just made a decision for your son, Jesus Christ. Help them to grow spiritually and help us as a church to guide them through this new path. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Thank you, Marcial. What a great message. Amen? Great message. And thank you for that selfie, Marcial. That will forever be burned in my brain now. Awesome. Awesome. We so appreciate Marcial and his wife, Jana, his family. Uh, they've been with us just a, just a little over a year now, and it's been incredible to see how God has already used him in reaching the Spanish-speaking people of our community. It's just it's phenomenal, and we're excited about what God is going to continue to do and going to do in the future. And uh, can we just thank him again for that message this morning? So today's a special day. We, uh, of course, our, our service this morning, but tonight is night of worship. And we're excited about that night of worship and prayer. So come ready. If you, you're going to love it. It's full of music, powerful music, and uh, just a night of prayer as well. An opportunity for you to be prayed for. Uh, just bring those burdens, as the scripture tells us, to come and, and be prayed for. So it's going to be a very, very powerful night. And also, this is a special day because today is our pastor's birthday today. Now, he's not here this morning, okay? He's uh, uh, in Texas this morning. He, he's actually traveling right now, but he was in Texas all weekend uh, watching his son play college baseball. And, but today's his birthday. Now, he's going to be back tonight, all right? So here's the deal. This guy is incredibly hard to surprise, our pastor. He's incredible. I mean, he smells everything. He just... He sees it coming. So we're going to try to surprise him a little bit. So here's how you can help us. Come tonight, tonight of worship and prayer, and do this. If you will, just bring a birthday card. We're going to try to shower him with some birthday cards tonight. I think it'll be a cool surprise for him. And it'd be good, good to just love on our pastor and honor him. Amen? So you can help us with that. And if, if you don't get a chance to get a card, I think they got some cards available for you tonight if, if you don't get a chance to do that. But make sure you come ready for that tonight. Uh, next week, we're going to conclude our uh, study in the book of Philippians. Have you guys enjoyed this study? It's been fantastic. I know I have. And, and next week, we're going to conclude it with a very, very special message from our pastor. You do not want to miss next week. P please believe me on that. 
Um, also, if you made a decision this morning, maybe you decided to trust Christ as your Savior. We want to know about that because we want to help you. So if you will, take the connection card and mark that. Put it in the, put it in the offering bucket as it goes by here in a little bit. And we want to just follow up with you, help you to start that journey. We want to send you a free book in the mail called Seven Steps to Joy. And if this is your first time with us this morning, thanks again for, for coming and worshiping uh, with us. If you will, fill out the connection card. Uh, put that in the offering bucket here in a little bit. And we just want to send you a thank you card as well. And thank you for worshiping with us. Church, let's welcome our first time guests. Can we do that? So uh, before we leave today, we're going to have a time of uh, just to worship with our offerings and our gifts. Thanks again for all you first time guests that, that came to visit today. And here's a little bit what's going on at Orchard Church.